Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. And I'm excited about this episode. We're talking about something that we've never covered here. And... Lo and behold, someone in Columbus, Mississippi happens to be involved in this. We're going to talk about uh, the Ministry of Deliverance uh, and Exorcism, and I have Mr. Bill Vaughn here with me. Uh, Bill, how you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Thank I, you. I appreciate you opening up your uh, office uh, to host me here today. Sure. sure. So tell me a little bit about you growing up. Who are you? Okay. Um, I am 56 years old, have lived in Columbus most of my life. I moved to West Point about three years ago. But um, I, I guess I, I should talk about the, the spiritual aspects more than anything. I uh, grew up in a home of believers. Uh, we were not real active in church. We, mm-hmm. we did attend one of, one of the mainline denominations here in town occasionally growing up but not not that regularly um but grew up in in a family that that at times had trauma and and different things going on that that caused a lot of pain and i felt very helpless and and i i was not actively involved spiritually in church and i didn't really know where to go with that and and i became interested in the occult and and I read novels about the occult, and the, these were not like the, the novels of today with Harry Potter and the fantasy stuff. These were people that were actively in dark, into dark things and, and harming each other through witchcraft and that kind of thing. And I thought that that sounded interesting to me because it seemed, seemed like something very powerful. And I didn't feel very powerful growing up. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I got interested in it. And thankfully, I never met anyone that could draw me further because I probably would have stepped into it. Um, but by reading those things and exposing myself, I opened myself up to demons. And at age 22, I accepted Christ as, as my Savior, and, and I asked God's forgiveness for my sins. And suddenly, I found myself being very tormented like nothing I had ever experienced before. I would wake up in the middle of the night and feel things touching me, grabbing me, hearing noises in, in the room, um, just just a lot, of, a lot of really weird stuff going on that I couldn't explain. So I, I went to the pastor of the church where I, I had accepted Christ, and he referred me to a group of people in the church who had a prayer ministry. So I went to them, and, and we prayed, and I had a demon cast out of me. And, and they were like, hallelujah, you're free, and, and praise God, and, and things are going to be different. And they were to a level, but I always felt like there was more going mm-hmm. on than just, just the one. And when, when I say that I had a demon cast out, I physically felt it manifest inside of me. I could feel something kind of taking over my body and looking out of my eyes, and it was very angry. And it almost felt like a zipper that started about my navel and just went up the front of my chest and up my throat and out of the top of my head and I felt a release and I took a deep breath and I I felt very peaceful and and felt lighter 
And I'm like, this is amazing. This is real. This is what the Bible's talking about when it says that Jesus cast demons out of people. Yeah. So I, I never had a doubt about it after that, but I always felt like it was unfinished business. And and I went to a lot of, of charismatic meetings, and by charismatic meetings, I mean, if, if you're familiar with church talk, those, those are Pentecostal-type meetings where people speak in tongues or they, they cast out devils, they lay hands on the sick, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And it was prophesied over me several times that I was going to be a prayer warrior and people were going to come to me for prayer. And I was so insecure and so full of fear, I never, I never could wrap my head around that. Right, yeah, because when we were uh, when we spoke mm-hmm. on the phone, we we talked about you was like I'm not the guy on the front line. No, no, I'm not the guy you want in the bar fight or whatever. I'm <laughs> I'm the guy that's going to be running the other direction. Right. Um, have was never an athlete in school. I was always the last kid picked for the for the sports things and all of that. And it just I find it really hilarious that God would pick somebody like me to do what I'm doing today because it, it's just amazing to get to see the power of God just flowing and, and people's lives changed. That uh I mean, it's it's gotta be incredible because you're 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 stepping outside of the natural into the realm mm-hmm. of the supernatural. Absolutely. And you know, we've we've had these Hollywood films about it which is maybe has it been that sometimes that crazy or there there are levels um 95 of the people that i i pray with do not have dramatic manifestations they might might feel a release or they they might burp or yawn or, or just kind of feel a tightness and then something release but there are those that sometimes get really crazy and and um i've learned not to predict Mm-hmm. I, I never know from one person to the next who may have something that just really reacts and and they they talk when when they, a lot of times they'll manifest and they'll they'll speak through the person and they'll threaten and they'll talk about harming me or harming family or whatever they're going to do but God protects me. Mm-hmm. I mean the Bible says that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world mm-hmm. and that no weapon formed against me will prosper. And and I I've, I've learned to live that. Mm-hmm. And and nobody's ever laid a hand on me. I'd like to ask this, and and then step back. Sure. So, sure. with the parable that Christ was given, when he talked about uh, casting the devil out, mm-hmm. and then he'll go back and get his buddies in combat. Right. Have you right. ever seen that? I have prayed for a few folks that that um, the 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 gist of that parable is. If you get delivered and set free from demons, you need to make sure that you, you walk a, in order. You walk a right path with Christ and don't go back to the same things that let them in in the first place. Mm. And I've I've prayed with people that that have fallen back into drug sins of drug addiction and things like that, or sexual sins that that opened doors to the demons in the first place. And if if you go back to the same old stuff, you're going to get the same junk, except it's going to be a whole lot worse. Right. So. Just from your moment of salvation to having uh, the exorcism mm-hmm. in your in your own life, right? Uh, from then to now, what was life? What were you doing? Um, well, I it was prophesied that I would be a prayer warrior, and I, and I just I never could wrap my head around that, so I didn't I didn't ever step into that. 
Um, went back and worked at a family business for a while and then went to school to get a master's degree in counseling. And I worked for many years as a counselor. Mm-hmm. And, and I left that in 2018, have gone into full-time ministry since then. And that's all I do now is pray with people. And, uh, and, now, just moving from counseling to uh, ministry, mm-hmm. of what do you think we are to make of the, the mental health crisis that we have here in the United States mm-hmm. and all over the world? Because I, I think this might be a turnoff for some people because I, don't, sure. I, I sure. believe there are mental illness, but then there are some things that can be supernatural. Yes, and I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, I'm a firm believer that, that there are people that have chemical imbalances that need medical treatment. Mm-hmm. There are also times where the things are spiritual ailments and, and they need prayer in, in, in the name of Jesus. Mm. Sometimes it's a combination of the two. Yeah. What about uh, when you first started becoming the prayer or pray, uh, prayer warrior and moving into your ministry? Uh, like, do you remember the first time and you were like, holy, holy cow. You know? Yeah. Um, well, the first, the first few people that I prayed with, nothing visibly happened. Yeah. Um, and I think God was just giving me an opportunity to see whether I was going to stick with this because I knew in my, in my heart, this was my calling and that this was what I was created to do. And I, I had gone and gotten training and all these different things. And I'm like, I'm going to do this, God. I've just made up my mind and, and I'm one of these people, I'm, I'm an all or nothing person. And once I make up my mind, that that's it. Mm-hmm. And I prayed with several people, and, and nothing specifically happened. And then was praying with, with a female friend one day, and she manifested a demon. And it was very obvious. Her eyes changed, and, and by changed, the the pupils dilated, voice changed. Mm-hmm. Um, could see the malevolence in in her eyes, where something was just pure hatred. Mm-hmm. Look, looking back at me. And we prayed, and, and in the name of Jesus, she repented of, of some different things that, that had happened in her life and then also in her bloodline, and it left. And I'm like, this is amazing. Um, since then, have had, gosh, I've probably done upwards of six or 700 uh, sessions. Right, in person and, and, and in in person yes. and also by Zoom, also by telephone. Yeah. yeah, so the medium doesn't matter in that regard. Mm, God's not limited, and and the the amazing thing about that is is I've had an opportunity to pray with somebody all the way, literally on the other side of the planet, and if they're manifesting a demon, and I speak the name of Jesus and I speak the word of God over them, that demon has to has to react immediately. Mm-hmm. There, there's no time or space difference whatsoever it's like right there that's an interesting thing in the new testament of let with paul where mm-hmm. it was paul and peter i think they were traveling together and the girl mm-hmm. who was possessed was following them around yeah yeah and it, it's 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 so crazy when we think about good and evil mm-hmm. but the demons will profess christ oh, as, yeah. as they know as who he is they know who he is mm-hmm. and here we are humanity depraved beings right. fallen and we don't, we can't come to terms with it. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of that is it started with postmodernism in the, the '60s, and mm-hmm. uh, it's our cultures that changes with Western society. But yeah, 
uh, we want to be we want to be God. Yeah, and I think that's that's our big mm-hmm. plague. Yeah. Uh, you opened up about the occult, but I want to spend some time talking about uh, addiction, uh, yeah. whether it be alcoholism or drug abuse or whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in your opinion, is is it always a devil? I, I think it can be chemical imbalance. I think it can be spiritual. Um, I I personally was an alcoholic for for several years as a teenager and into early adulthood, and, and when I accepted Christ. God took it away is all I can say. Um, I didn't. I didn't go through rehab. I didn't. Didn't do the twelve step programs or any of that. And I am. I am by no means against those things because I, I've met many, many people that get sober mm-hmm. through those programs and then they find Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'll. I'll never bash those. They're. They're a good thing and they help a lot of people. However, there. There are people that get sober in those programs that may never know Jesus. So they're they're not the end all in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So uh, and we were talking uh, just back to our previous conversation mm-hmm. before this mm-hmm. and an STD and a sexually transmitted demon. Right. Right. Uh, so uh, you know the Bible is uh, very clear about sexuality mm-hmm. and that's two becoming one flesh. Right. And right. You know sexually transmitted disease. Yes, we see that, but mm-hmm. sexually transmitted demon is something that cannot be seen. Right. Uh, also, so, very real. Yeah. Um, a lot of the people that I pray with, I'd probably, I'd say, eighty plus percent that that have been sexually promiscuous will have something demonic that's come into them or into their bloodline through that sin, through someone that they've been with. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of what God says, when when a man and a woman come together, they are one flesh, mm-hmm. and you're you're one body at that point, and basically anything you've got spiritually or physically, they've got, and vice versa. If the person you're sleeping with has slept with twenty five other people, you've suddenly just stepped off into something huge, mm-hmm. and and that can be exponential when you think about it like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you you got possibility of. 25 bad things yeah yeah and then they're 25 and and on and on and on so it it can get really really ugly really quickly but the good news is is jesus is all powerful with that and and when we pray and and ask god's forgiveness and we ask him to cleanse us of those things he does yes uh just while we're right there is uh just for maybe people who are believers who may be under the impression that you're some type of charlatan uh just tell me <laughs> tell me the gospel tell me what is the gospel um jesus christ is the son of god and born of a virgin and jesus himself said that those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed they will cast out devils in my name they will speak in tongues they will do these different things mm-hmm. I believe that. I choose to believe that regardless of what denominations say or what, mm-hmm. what someone has, has taught me. And because I choose to believe that, I get to see God do amazing things on an almost daily basis. Yeah, so, something about that supernatural. Realm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't concern myself with what others think of that or what they think of me because I have God's approval to do what I'm doing, and, and I get to see like I said, I get to see him do amazing things, mm-hmm. and it's all God. It's not me, 
at all. Now, the videos uh, that you referenced uh, before we started, are they available for public consumption no, or private? Just strictly for training or, or if, if God has, you know, tells me to show them to somebody specifically. Mm-hmm. A lot of them I video, if, if it's just me and a female in the room, then for protection's sake, I, I will video that. They're kept in a very, in a safe place, not, not where it can be hacked online, um, just for a liability sake. Some people do give me permission and encourage me to show them if it helps somebody else to learn or, or to, to help somebody else get free. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, we were talking just before. Mm-hmm. It was like this, mm-hmm. these are not something that I would share with you before sure. yeah. we sat down and pray right. together. Right. It's like because you might not want to pray with me then. Yeah. Some some of them can can be very, and I I don't frighten anymore. I used to get frightened. I don't get frightened anymore. But they're disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, can be. Those are a rarity. That's not the norm, but it can happen. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like, my fascination with this was when I came to faith, uh, you know, 11 years old. And as I got older, uh, you know, that's that's the justification. Now I'm spending my life on the sanctification, mm-hmm. waiting mm-hmm. on that glorification. Yeah, yeah. And my grandfather would begin to reveal things to me as I began to mature in my faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he and two other deacons and a pastor— um, met a possessed girl in a parking lot mm-hmm. and exercised that demon. And yeah. he said it shot out of her like a bottle rocket. Mm-hmm. And it was like this apparition. It wasn't something that he could like describe because mm-hmm. there was no, mm-hmm. what are you going to compare it to? Right, right. It's like you don't have it's, you know, something that you've seen in some Hollywood film. No, yeah. that's not going to do it. it. It's hard to put the supernatural yeah. into a natural yeah. description. And I, I've, he shared that story with me, you know, 15 20 years ago now mm-hmm. and it still sticks with me yeah and i still think about the the power of that story mm-hmm. and it's so it's so supernatural it's so unbelievable mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. mean everyone in the st- i don't know where the girl is now right but right. all the men who performed that miracle they're past now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so my curiosity with this is it's not widely accepted in church it's sure. not being taught. We sure. like to talk about spiritual gifts such as encouragement or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. laying of hands in prayer, but we don't like talking about some of these yeah. harder subjects of the gospel. Yeah. Uh, so just what, uh, what about churches and you right now? Is there somewhere where you are attending now? I currently attend a church called Caledonia Full Gospel, mm-hmm. and... Um, we we actively pray for people there, and yeah. and, and it, it's we we believe the word of God in the fullest, and, and as it says, full gospel. But we we believe that God still does miracles, that He does deli- do deliverance for people, and and people can be healed, and all of that. And um, we're excited to see what God's doing. Absolutely. Was that difficult for you to find a place to be able to worship? Yeah, yeah. I, I've. Um, I've been to some other churches and and good folks love them, but but didn't feel like necessarily my gifts were welcome there. And and um, I, I found I feel like I found a home now. Yeah. So uh, tell me about what you have going on this weekend. Well, I have been invited to come to Atlanta. I've got a good friend that I met through uh, Deliverance Ministry training 
back in 2017 named Mark Rice, and Mark was or is currently an insurance uh, um, insurance fraud detective or what I don't know the right term Mm -hmm. Uh, investigator that's what I was trying to say so he started going to these meetings because he had heard about deliverance and he didn't necessarily disbelieve but he just wanted to go and find out for himself and he started going five years ago and has since come to the point that he fully believes in it has gotten deliverance in his own life is now an ordained minister and has started his own church in Atlanta. So he's invited me to come over and preach at his church this coming Sunday and then to be a guest on his radio show on an AM station over there Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So Very that's cool. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think it's interesting. I think it was a great timing for us to get together because, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, how long now since 2018 you've been in full-time well i i I took the the first training in january of 2017 and then i went to a convention in lakeland florida that summer for deliverance ministers and that was profound now that course is that like an online course yes it there's there's a man named bob larson who does deliverance and he's been doing it for four plus decades he's in his 70s and he's got an online school where he teaches on different topics about deliverance and all of that. I signed up for that and, and did the school and then went to him for further training and going to his seminars in person. And then also to get prayer for myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I got more prayer than I, than I did back in the, in the 80s and got more freedom. And, and I, I've, my life has never been the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so went went with that, and I would say that really started seeing major changes in people's lives from from that point forward. About the middle of twenty seventeen, and and not everybody's, but but enough that I I knew that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Now, with your ministry now, uh, you're not just constantly out seeking people. Mm-hmm. They come to you typically. Yeah, I don't. I don't advertise. I don't have a website. It's strictly word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And and um, I, I prayed with somebody in Texas today. I prayed with somebody in Washington State last week. I mean, I I never know literally from one day to the next who it's going to be, where they're going to be from. And this is but, just all just word of mouth. People. Yeah, just just word of mouth. And, that's and, that's uh, so crazy. So, <laughs> that's how I know it's God because I'm I'm not out there trying to to hustle up people hey you gotta let me pray for you i i did that when i was starting out i was very excited about it i'm still very excited about it but i've also learned it's got to be in god's timing mm-hmm. and if somebody's not ready for it then don't don't push them yeah. let, let them come to you and 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 go from there what are some other warning signs like we talked about drug addiction and alcoholism and stds is um what are some other signs? Of course, any involvement in the occult, um, any, any sort of witchcraft. Um, the people that do it don't like the term, but New Age practices, different types of healing that are not biblical. Um, Bible says that, that you will have no other gods before me, and that our, our Father God is a jealous God. And when we're going into these other avenues for healing or for wisdom or going to a psychic or a medium or something like that, mm-hmm. 
the Bible is very plain and says, do not do that. God looks at that as an abomination. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, we're in rebellion to him, and, and we do open the doorway for demons. We can. And um, there will sometimes also be people that, that have those gifts in their bloodline. And, and by gifts, I mean the demonic gifts. that Like they, they do see things in the future or they can tell things about people that are supernatural, but it's not a God gift. Mm. And, and one of the things that I pray with people is if they are, once, once they're a follower of Christ, I will, I will have them pray and say, God, I renounce any gifts that are not of you. If they're, if they're not a Holy Spirit gift, I don't want them and ask God to just remove them from them. And then ask God to stir up whatever Holy Spirit gifts they have. And sometimes that's very profound. One of, one of the neatest things that I get to do is pray with people that have the prophetic gift of what they call a seer. And if you, if you read about it in the Old Testament a lot, they talked about people that could see in the spirit realm. Mm. Um, there's a case where I think it was Elisha had had a servant with him and they were surrounded by the enemy and Elisha took turned to the servant and said God open his eyes so that he may see and he looked and there were angels all the way around everywhere they could see there were chariots of fire and angels and all mm -hmm. of that and at that point it was like they realized we got nothing to worry about God's got it covered and I, I get to pray with people a lot of times that, that have similar visions while we're praying, and sometimes in person, sometimes over Zoom calls on the Internet. But it's awesome to hear what they see. Sometimes they have visions of heaven. They, they, they may see angels. They may see demons. If we're praying and there's a lot of spiritual warfare going on where we're praying and, and casting demons out, they may see the angels swooping in and removing things and it's really, really profound. Yeah, I mean, I, just with those those Old Testament guys, you know, I like Daniel, and like one of the hardest chapters of Daniel is toward the close when mm -hmm. he's he's having a prophetic vision. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's a lot of, and I don't want to get into trying to. Well, that was the Son of Man. He, he was mm -hmm. seeing Christ. Mm -hmm. That would be my interpretation, but sure. I, I can't sure. confirm it. Yeah, but those those powerful images, and even mm -hmm. New Testament. Mm -hmm. Let's talk Revelation. It's like the Everything that John saw. Yeah, yeah. I know you're you're a musician, right? Yes. One one of the neatest things that I had somebody see one time. I had a woman here who was a musician, and God had me gives me things sometimes to to have people ask, and I I had her pray and said, "Well, God, what does music look like in the spirit realm?" And she immediately got a vision of Jesus standing at the top of a stairway. And he was like refracting light all around. It was very beautiful. And there were people all standing down below at the foot of the stairs praising God and singing. And she said it was like there were these little tadpoles going back and forth from, from them to him and him to them. And it was just flowing back and forth and they were reflecting, refracting lights. And, and she's like, I don't know what that is. And I, I said, well, pray. And she prayed and God said, those are the notes. Huh. So she could literally see the notes going to God, and then he was returning it back to them, just flowing back and forth like an ebb and a flow as they were singing. Yeah. So. I want to I spend a little more time with the occult, but I wanted to ask you this yeah. while it's on my mind, yeah. is uh, the mediums and art, such as uh, and I, television shows, mm -hmm. movies, mm -hmm. 
uh, even the type of medium an artist uses when he's painting a picture, or even down to a song, is sure. does do you believe that that medium has potential uh, to go one way or the other? Most anything can be influenced for for God or for the occult. Um, Satan is an imitator. Mm. Satan imitates the things of God. So just just as music can be used to praise God, it can also be used to profane Him. Same thing with television. I mean, there there can be things that are very uplifting. There can be things that will drag you to the pits of hell. Um, can be true in art. It can be true in anything anything that we can look at, touch, see, hear, feel. Could go either way. Yeah, just you know, just in my songwriting, as I, I try to be, I try to be honest. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if it's not a spiritual song, I'm not, you know, I won't. The message of the song may be not about spiritual things. But yeah. It's, yeah. It's kind of like in my, it's it's just right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I was younger, and even still to this day, as I was a Soundgarden fan, mm-hmm. and so Chris Cornell "Fell on Black Days" is my favorite song by them, but. You look at the lyrics, it's dark psychology is what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And he's I, I believe he was well aware of what he was doing. Yeah. It's but it's a very relatable thing. Mm-hmm. It's something mm-hmm. that humanity relates to is that dark psychology. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like for my music to be somewhat uplifting if it's yeah. not Yeah. If it's not penetrating like some problem or sadness that mm-hmm. I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back to the occult and I don't want to disparage uh, anyone that practices it, because I, I don't believe that those people are necessarily evil. I, no, I, they're just not probably at all. unaware. Yeah, a lot of times people are deceived, and and unfortunately, a lot of them have been into the Christian churches and found no power, and and they go where they can find some power and find something that helps, and that makes me very sad. Um. I think a lot, a lot, and I want to be very careful because they, we're we're all on the same team here, and we all love Jesus. But there are a lot of Christian churches that limit the power of God through their doctrines and 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 different things, and they don't allow people to to flow in the supernatural. If you read the New Testament, that's all it talks about is the supernatural. Jesus is is going and he's healing the sick. He's he's raising the dead. He's casting out demons, and, and he's doing all of these miraculous things. He's feeding the 5,000. And our churches are, are basically calling for people to come dress like us, look like us, sing like us, do these things. And are they reaching the people right across the street that are homeless and hungry? And and, and I just, that, that makes me sad. Mm. Yeah, we had a saying at, the, at my home church, uh, it was across the street and around the world, mm-hmm. and we had just gotten into doing international missions. And the only requirement for going was if you won't go across the street to help your neighbor, you mm-hmm. have no business getting on a plane, because yeah. at that point it's a vacation for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do believe in I believe in missions, and I believe yeah. in the power of God, and I believe it's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've seen a lot of those. I've been on a lot of these trips to where. And I, it's probably, for the most part, always this way. But mm-hmm. the person who goes to be a blessing to someone else is the one that receives the blessing. Right, right. And it's, it's the learning experience, and it's mm-hmm. usually humble. Yeah. Uh, just because you're going first world to third world, and then you realize, 
I got a bunch of first world problems and I spend most of my time complaining about right nothing. And and most of those third world people are relying on God at a level like most of us have never had to. Mm-hmm. And they, they know God's voice and they know to depend on God for everything. Mm-hmm. And just just back to the occult again, is what about astrology? Um, the Bible's pretty plain about not doing it. Yeah, it's, I had I had just... one person, and it was a great question. You remember mm-hmm. the wise men and how they found Christ? Mm-hmm. They fought a star. Right, <laughs> right. Good point, but but yeah. <laughs> again, again, the word says you will have no other gods before that's, me. Yeah, that's and, it. and God wants to be our everything. And that's something that my generation is awfully obsessed with, mm-hmm. especially when it comes mm-hmm. to females. It's like yeah. uh, their sign yeah. and uh, what it, what it's speculating mm-hmm. for this day and where the other planets are. And mm-hmm. I, I'm I'll have that conversation with you, but it's, I don't believe in that. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. And it's always so vague. It mm-hmm. it's like a broken clock is twice right a day. Right, right. It's it's kind of. I'm, I I guess I'm just hard nosed on what I put my faith in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As my faith in Christ has grown, the the stuff like that, I I just don't take I don't put any stock in it because I I know who Jesus is and I know how much He loves us and I know the truth of His Word and the, and the authority of that Word and. That kind of stuff just doesn't doesn't do it for me, at yeah. all. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, yeah, once again, I don't want to disparage, and we kind yeah. we kind of yeah. touched it before, but uh, I, I feel so sorry for some people. I mean, they may have three generations deep of going to church every Sunday, mm-hmm. Sunday mm-hmm. night, Wednesday, and you know checking all those boxes, but never actually meeting Christ. Right. And never getting to that justification. Yeah. And it just and knowing who he really is. Yeah, because I mean, you can you can spot like a true believer when you see it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they don't look or behave or think the way that people think. Yeah. Quote unquote church folk. Right. Right. And their faith is very active. It's very real. And it's very encouraging. But mm-hmm. it doesn't look mm-hmm. like what you see. Yeah. You know, on Joe Osteen service or whatever. Sure, sure. The the body of Christ is not a cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we all look different, we dress different, we sound different, different ages, races, men, women, children, but we all have our own unique calling. Mm-hmm. And and God's word says that that um he knows the plans he has for us to give us a hope and a future and not to harm us. And any anybody listening right now, I tell you, God's got a plan for your life. You've just got to be willing to dive into it, and and do it wholeheartedly and and surrender. Um, the hardest part. Yeah, surrender. That that that's the big word. But uh, once once you do that, the results can be profound. Um, mm. Had you told me six or seven years ago that I would be doing what I'm doing today at, in the numbers and the levels of what I'm doing it, I would have laughed at you. I mean, I, I I read books about deliverance prayer for 25 years, and I remember praying at night and saying, God, that would be so amazing to just do that once. Just just to see that for my, with my own eyes one time. And now I, I get to take part in it on, on an almost daily basis, and, and it, it's very humbling. Um, 
but it's very empowering. I mean, I, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to see what God's doing. Um, he's raising up people all over the world right now to be his hands and feet, and, and we're about to see a revival like the world has never seen. I, I believe that. Mm-hmm. I, I've just blessed and through traveling and just through this two years of this pandemic is mm-hmm. reaching out and catching up with friends all over the world who yeah. are believers, Yeah, and they're making the same remarks. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Something's happening here. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just here in America, if it was just like a microcosm of where we're sitting here in Columbus, it's mm-hmm. kind of depressing. Yeah. But yeah. grand scheme, God's on the move. Yeah. And, man, I, it's, it's, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've, I've had the blessing of meeting some really neat people from all over the world that, that God, God sends them, and, and we pray, and we basically get them cleaned up to go out into the battlefield. And, and by cleaned up, they may have besetting sins that have allowed demons into their lives, or there may be things in their bloodline that, that are, are causing them to, to stumble or not be able to be what God's called them to be. And by that, I'm, I'm talking about what they call generational curses. Um, generational curses are mentioned in the Bible, and it says, says in, in Exodus, that the sins of the fathers are passed down to the third and fourth generation. Mm-hmm. In my experience, that's a minimum and not a maximum. Because if you look, even in the Bible, the families that had the wickedness, it would just pass down over and over and over and over again. And I see this now as I'm, I'm praying with people. Those, those of us that come from, from families of alcoholism, it passes down over and over and over and over again. Or if, if parents are, are incarcerated, the children usually end up going to jail and over and over and over same again. Same with divorce. Same with divorce. Same, same with uh, child abuse. I mean, you, you can go on and on and on, but that's not God's plan, and that's not God's will for us. God wants us to be free and, and to live a, live a life of wholeness and, and, and to... to to fulfill everything he's called us to do. And I'm, I'm sure that you've experienced this. It's not just with uh, people. It's also places or buildings mm-hmm. or things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There, there, can be, there can be unholy ground. I mean, if there have been profoundly wicked acts done in a place, that, that can open up demonic gateways or however you want to, want to describe that. But... That that's where you see a lot of the people that are doing the paranormal investigation and all that, and they they think they're going and speaking to ghosts. They're basically in there summoning demons. And I've prayed with a few of them that basically got more than they bargained for with that. They went in there out of curiosity because they wanted to see a ghost, and they ended up summoning a demon that followed them home. Um, I, I can... I can share some vague details about one. There, there were some kids that went into a, a uh, an abandoned school, and they had heard that there were were uh, ghosts there. Mm-hmm. So they went in there and and they decided that they were going to challenge Lucifer to show himself. Bad idea, because they went in there and they did, and and they they saw an apparition appear at the end of the hall and and um they all three had serious serious issues after that and i've had the opportunity to pray with a couple of them and and they're better but 
that's not something you want to do. I mean, the Bible, the Bible says you will not summon the dead. When, when you're going in on these ghost hunts, you are summoning the dead. And at that point, you're in rebellion to God, and you're, you're putting yourself at risk spiritually. What about those places? Because are you familiar with Carrollton, Alabama's courthouse? I've heard about that. So, I mean, they've went so far as to uh, replace the pane of glass, and he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's back. Yeah. And for those of you who do not know the story, I'm not going to tell it here, but uh, the guy was locked up upstairs, and lightning struck the window, and it killed him. And the reasons that he was locked up were not justified. It, was, it wasn't justice that was being dealt out of that courthouse. And now it's a big touristy thing that people can do is go to the courthouse and see the face in the window. Uh, can things like that be put to rest? I would say so. Um, if Say if, if that was going on in someone's home or somewhere where, where the, a family member would have access, the way I would approach that is I would have the person or someone from that bloodline mm-hmm come and forgive whoever it was that incarcerated him unjustly and then pray the blood of Jesus over the site and, and command whatever devil that is that's pretending to be him to get out and go in the name of Jesus and, and put it to rest. Mm-hmm. And that, that would literally be what it is, right? It's like, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. with the dead yeah. who, who yeah. hang around, like I have a friend and I'll, I'll be vague, uh, it was the house that his grandparents mm-hmm. uh, built, and his grandfather passed. Grandmother stayed, and as a kid, he always had a horrible experience in that home. Mm-hmm. And, there, mm-hmm. and I believe it was probably his grandfather. Yeah. yeah. And to this day, that house is vacant. Mm-hmm. And when you get step foot on that property, you, you get feel the, it. You feel it. Yeah. And you, let's go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Let's not mm-hmm. be here. Because it's, it's got more restless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I don't think it's as simple as, you know, blessing the home or putting the oil mm-hmm. over the door frames. Yeah, sometimes you got to take authority. And, and whoever owns the property could come in and, and take authority in the name of Jesus and, and command whatever that entity is to go. And it's it's got to go. But it's, it's not... It's not something you want to do if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you definitely right, want right. to. It's like just doing yeah. that innocent little ghost hunt, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you go, you're you going to pick a fight, right. and you don't even understand who you're picking a fight with. Right, right. I mean, I, I've, I've reached a point, I know the authority of the Word of God, and, and I know the, the mantle that God's given me with that, and I don't fear that kind of stuff. I mean, I'll, I'll go most anywhere, anytime, if God tells me to. Mm-hmm. But... Um, that's not one you want to just go take on without asking God first. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's not flesh and blood. Our yeah. our, our war is against principalities and powers of darkness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, just back to the, you know, as a follower of Christ, we have a calling. And I believe that is something that is a, a part of each of our calling. Yeah. Uh, maybe not yeah. to the extent of yours, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe in our own family and around sure. our friends is sure. to protect ourselves mm-hmm. from that. Whether it is mediums, like yeah, protecting yeah. our loved ones from these different mediums or right, whatever right. that looks like. And God gives us that spiritual armor he talks about in Ephesians 6. Mm-hmm. He talks about the helmet of our salvation and, and the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, 
the breastplate of righteousness, mm-hmm. the belt of truth, and the, and the shoes of peace. And each one of those represents a facet of, of what we come against on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And and that's not a suggestion. He says, put on the full armor of God. And, and by that, you know, the, the, the helmet of our salvation, we no, need to know who we are as believers, that we are children of God and, and, and through through the blood of Jesus, and we're redeemed by his blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shield of faith is as we pray and, and we believe God for things and we see things happening, our faith gets stronger, and that does act as a protection for us. Uh, the breastplate of righteousness, that comes through righteous living, you know, choosing to obey God's word and obey his commandments. If we're out there in rebellion and we're doing our own thing and, and kind of playing games with God, we're not really that protected. I mean, he, he will have sovereign grace over us, and he may keep us alive through situations. But if we're in total rebellion, then then how can we how can we expect not to get hit mm-hmm. in some way? Um, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. We need to know the word of God in order to to be able to combat some of these things. If mm-hmm. if we know who we serve and, and we know His word, then He He becomes a part of us. And we're able to impart that into the environment around us when we get into situations like that. Um, the belt of truth, I mean, those. I look at that as a tool belt. As we learn more of the Word, we learn more about the tools that are in there for our daily living. Mm-hmm. Um, the shoes of peace, we're, we're to walk in forgiveness toward others. Um, if we have bitterness or anger towards someone, the Bible says... Don't let the sun go down on your anger, lest you give the devil a foothold. I've I've been guilty of that a lot in my life, and I've I've learned you let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, and at at the end of the day, ask yourself how important is this going to be five years from now? If you've got something you're mad about, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, not very. Yeah, and also I think with that is, man, sometimes people just don't grow up. Mm-hmm. And I, I mm-hmm. think back to my high school days is I'll never care about what other people thought of me more than right there. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of times we, we never give that up or like yeah. you, you're really in the cars or, or whatever it is you're into, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's like there's a, there's a part of you that has to continue to mature that, that continues mm-hmm. to realize that all these little things are, mm-hmm. they're just things. Yeah. Little. Yeah. <laughs> they're just little. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they don't really have value. But yeah, uh, just right back to the shield is when we lower that shield and we're living in rebellion. Mm-hmm. So those fiery darts, as he yeah. puts it, uh, those could be you know I th- Baptists will say backslidden mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. falling out of grace, and then yeah. you know maybe maybe it's some kind of a drug problem, or maybe it's back to being the man downtown, so to speak, or yeah. whatever yeah. that looks like. And it may not necessarily be demonic, but mm-hmm. there's demonic presence around sure, it. Sure, sure. And those fiery darts can be, be very specific. I mean, Satan can send a very specific assignment against someone to bring illness. Um, it could be an assignment to to cause any number of things. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it can come because of the lack of faith or because of willful sin. That we've we've let down our guard. Um, that's not God's nature. God's nature is He loves us very much, and He wants us to be free. 
But when we go into rebellion, then we come out from behind his grace sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm glad that we were having this conver- conversation because this, this is very frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if maybe you're not a believer or maybe you've had a bad experience mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Uh, the church. Yeah. Uh, I had someone write me in preparation for the show and in a post and uh, sent a DM and the person was staying with a friend mm-hmm. and that family was religious and they took the person to church mm-hmm. to cast out the devils in her and I was like how traumatic yeah she's probably yeah. that that's there's no coming back from that and I and I feel just awful about yeah. that yeah there, there, there could be coming back, but that that's so out of order for the way that that God does things and the way that Jesus did things. Jesus, Jesus healed people by their faith, mm-hmm. and and if they didn't have faith, that he did, he didn't pray for them to be delivered and that that sort of thing. Um, that's a coercion and that's a manipulation. What mm-hmm. you're describing, yeah, and that's not that's not in order, and. and it really reminds me of like a charlatan, like you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're having mm-hmm. this big tent revival, and this guy's going to lay hands, and we're about to see the power of God. And yeah. he's, he's just a big show. This, yeah. just put your nickel down in there, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it reminds me of. And like you are traumatizing people, and this is yeah. doing more harm to the faith than it right. is good. Right. It's it, this is not faith. Yeah. And just just more instances I, I could think of is just. People being exposed to Christianity, but it's not real Christianity, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's 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 just very sad. Yeah, yeah. And and I I feel led to say that you know what God has allowed me to do is a spiritual gift, and and it's one one tool in the belt. You know, deliverance is not the end all. Mm-hmm. Deliverance is one of the things that Jesus did. Jesus loved people unconditionally. He fed people. He he healed them. He set them free from demons. I mean, all of these different things, but that—that's only one part of his ministry. And and you know, I, I don't want people to think this is all Bill wants to talk about is doing deliverance. My my main goal is to see people come to the to the cross for salvation, mm-hmm. and with that get free. But ultimately, people people need to have that relationship with Jesus Christ, and have that that interpersonal communication with Him through His Holy Spirit. And and to learn how to live, and and if that entails getting prayer and 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 casting a demon out, so be it. Hopefully, no. I mean that that's where I am with it today. Mm-hmm. And just as uh, you feel emboldened to continue to press in, and I mean you've mm-hmm. you've you've seen hundreds of this yeah. by now. Yeah. And that just that just has to be self confirming that you know God is being a part of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just any projections on the future? Is it just multiplying itself, or I'm I'm seeing it multiplying. I'm I'm seeing you know sometimes I'll I'll have one person that I'm praying for in a room, and they may bring a friend or a loved one with them that to to observe or whatever, and then the next thing you know, then both of them might manifest a demon oh, at the wow. same time, and and sometimes we end up I'll end up getting to pray with two or three people. In a setting, um, so I, I feel like God is training me for for 
going further with this. Um, not sure what that's going to look like, but it's exciting because I, I again, I just I want to see people come to come to salvation. That's that's my primary goal, and, and if I can do something that helps that process, then so be it. I mean, that's just that's our mission statement. Yeah, right? that's what yeah. we were. That's baseline. Mm-hmm. And however mm-hmm. it gets done is how it gets done. Yeah, right? yeah. Awesome. I've anything else to do before we uh, begin to walk out of here? I got three more questions for you. Um, not not offhand. Uh, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how do you recommend them do it? I can give you my email address. Uh, it is bvm39705, and that, that's represented Bill Vaughn Ministries, bvm39705 at gmail.com. My phone number is 662-251-5286. And with the phone please text me first because if I don't know your number, I'm not answering it. With all the robocalls nowadays and all of that, I, I just screen all my calls. Mm-hmm. But that's you can get me with that within 24 hours usually. And just to follow up, that question is for any concerns, right, that they may have. Sure, sure. Um, if you've got questions, this doesn't mean just because you call me we're going to go sit down and, and do a prayer session. If you got questions, and and you know, or if even if you disagree, if you want to do it respectfully, I'll I'll respectfully talk to you as best I can about it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not against. I'm I'm op- open to debate because I know the truth of what I'm doing, and I get to see God do it on a daily basis. So mm-hmm. if I can introduce somebody that's skeptical or go meet them for a cup of coffee or whatever and have a sit down, I'm I'm open to that. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe it's like uh, you know the night that we, I shot you a text and then you mm-hmm. gave me a call yeah. later and like we yeah. just sat down and got to know each other and mm-hmm. I've moved on from there. Yeah. And uh, last question that I have is, uh, I mean, I don't guess it is. Is like uh, let's let's see what this thing can do. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go pray. Let's do it. Let's get out of here. Let's do it. All right. Well, Bill, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. shepherd and I won't be wanting I won't be wanting and he makes me rest in fields green quiet streams Yeah.
will not fear Is you with me You're with me Your shepherd's staff It comforts me You are my feast In the presence of enemies And surely goodness It'll follow Follow me in the house of God forever. Mm-hmm.